Does your mouth go dry when you do this sort of thing? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> it's going to sound weird. But if it's like, there's a happy medium. Like, if it's too wet, like sometimes you get, not like phlegm, but you know, like fluid in the back of your throat and you sound yeah. funny. But if you're too dry, then it's like, yeah. and you're all raspy. So yeah, imagine the times when, before I started doing it this way, I would say, like, Nigel was an exception, but I would say it was generally two and a half to three and a half hours. Yeah, yeah. Which gets to be a long time. It is quite a long time. <laughs> I mean, personally, the stapling would have had, would have done me in, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, <nice. laughs> you know? Stapling, like, a paper cut, maybe? Yeah, yeah, paper cut, and, and you know, a, a few prods with this cattle thing. A few parts of it did have me chuckling, I suppose, to myself, uh, it's sick, twisted, and comical as well. We all... I was like, we all start somewhere, then it becomes a habit. I don't know. I'll blame Davy and Dent for mine. I was uh, drinking all day long, so... Oh. It got a bit messy. Those are like every day in Hebden when I'm there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it should be uh, quite a lot, I think. Hello and welcome to episode 34 of the Screams and Moans podcast, the podcast about movies and sex, but not together because that would be porn. This episode, I have with me Stu from Cave Crew Radio. Hello. Good evening, Megan. How are you? I'm doing all right. It's kind of nice to just relax and uh, the weather's actually been nice here in Minnesota, so... That's always nice to get out in, but uh, how are you tonight? I'm very well, thanks for having me on here. I'm uh, just chilling out here with a couple of beers and, uh, yeah, just having a chill out, really. It's been a busy day, but um, now time to relax. Yeah, well, I was going to say, I'm, as usual, with the Brits, I'm keeping you up late, so I'll try to keep that in mind. But Yeah, uh, we're getting into the early hours. Yeah, just a little bit. Just a bit, yeah. <laughs> so anything else you've been up to lately? Well, I've been babysitting for these uh, little kittens that's just popped out yesterday. Uh, took us all by surprise. But I've been doing that. I've dropped the family off to the airport, so I've got rid of those for a couple of weeks. Uh, and I'm missing them terribly already, actually. It's so quiet in this house now without uh, the little children running around. Um and I've been to an open mic night tonight, uh, just to support a friend who was playing. And, uh, yeah, yeah, so, busy day. I was going to say, that does sound like a busy day. <laughs> exactly, apart from the dishwasher breaking down and ripping all that out, so that's still all in bits now, so I think I need to buy a new one now. <laughs> uh, we just replaced our refrigerator, so <laughs> I know how yeah. that goes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I thought I'd take it out of, take it out of the... Uh, out of the unit that it was stuck in and 
thought, oh, well, I can't be that hard to repair it. And now it's all in bits, and I'm now looking at buying a new one. Aww. Shouldn't re- shouldn't really tried really to repair it, but uh, there you go. Well, it happens. Lesson learned. <laughs> <laughs> so. Anyway, I suppose uh, with that being said, too, we should get on to uh, the movie, which this time we chose Devil's Rejects by Rob Zombie. And basically, if you haven't seen the movie, uh, A, if you listen to the show, I'm probably a little bit surprised. But uh, also, if you don't, it's about basically a demented family and kind of their history and their story of a murder spree that goes on and... With it being Rob Zombie, I feel like he's really a director that people either love or hate his work. Uh, It tends to kind of be one way or the other. So, I don't know. How do you feel about it in general, Stu? Well, I think it's a fantastic film. I I really enjoyed it. Uh, I'm on my second viewing of it, so I hadn't watched it before. And to be honest, I haven't really watched uh, any of this fella's films before. So I think this is the sequel, isn't it, to, what was it, A Thousand... The House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah, it's a sequel to that. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe I should have watched that first. I'm not sure, really. I think this one's... I did read about the other one. I think this one's the better of the two. Yeah, I would definitely say it's the better of the two, and I feel like I've seen both. And, I mean, it does give a little more to the storyline if you watch the first one, but... Yeah, there is a couple of things. I, I did watch a, a couple of clips from the other one because there was like a couple of bits I'm sure we'll go into that sort of confused me a little bit. But I think the answers are probably in the first one. It tends to kind of be that way. So I think, too, I mean, if you haven't seen this film and you're considering it, it's definitely graphic and kind of challenges a few <laughs> stereotypes, especially, I don't know about you, but, like, I found kind of the relationship between, and I'm horrible with names, um, <laughs> but the... Um, Should we say the, the brother and the sister? Yeah, the brother and the sister. Um, you know, you'd think i do a movie podcast. I should become better with names. But um, <laughs> I know the sister they always called Baby. Uh, and the brother, I believe, is Otis. Otis, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a very strange yeah, it's, it's the whole the whole family are very weird. <laughs> Put it that way. Yes. <laughs> it's a, it's 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 a very offensive sort of I, I'm not offended, but it's an offensive film. It's very sadistic and sort of disturbing, really. Yeah, it is, which uh, I was talking to someone else about doing this movie on the show, Mm. and they were like, do you actually like that film? (laughs) And they're like, as a woman, I don't know how you can actually enjoy watching that film. (laughs) Um, Just because of, you know, the treatment of women and how sadistic it is in general. Um, But it's also quite comical as well. Yeah, they put a little humor to it. Yeah, it's... You know, a few parts of it did have me chuckling, I suppose, to myself. Uh, It's sick, twisted, and comical as well. Yeah. I'd say. Very dark. (laughs) Mm. Very dark. Yeah. Um, I mean, speaking of funny, there's also clowns, though. uh... Well, there are clowns in it, yeah. (laughs) 
And I still... Oh, go on. No, I was going to say, I, I, I like the beginning. Of, I like it, how it opens up. I like the whole, like, uh, the effects of it. But at the beginning where they, you've got this... Uh, again, I'm terrible with names as well, so we make a right pair with that. But it um, opens up with this uh, fella dragging a naked corpse uh, across... Well, it's, it's set in this... Um, Right, sort of, which quite a ranch. Yeah, we it's would like, call it a like, ranch. Yeah, it's like setting this ranch, and this uh, this this fella's dragging this naked corpse, uh, like across this dusty land. Yeah, and this this fella that's dragging is is actually seven foot six, tall. Yeah. And uh, massive. He's he's got this mask on, like made of this Hessian sort of sack with like eyes cut out and just as he's dragging her across like the police will turn up in their like um convoy of cars and uh yeah and when he's dra- yeah he's dragging her and this corpse so the rigor mortis had set into her nipples by the looks of it because they they seem quite uh <laughs> although she was quite she was quite dead her nipples yes. seemed very much alive uh, I did notice that right at the start, uh, being dragged along by uh, what turned out to be like the elephant man when he takes his uh, sack off his head. Did you see him? Yeah, <laughs> he's kind of a terrifying character in his in and of himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I quite like that. That was sort of more or less the opener, I think. From, yeah, uh, if I'm correct there. Yeah. Yeah, and along with the opening, too, they kind of played, you know, like a TV or radio broadcast, you know, saying about this family and the string of over 75 murders and the gruesome findings. So, I don't know, I kind of like that throughout the film, they intertwined the media with the actual story and kind of followed it in more than one way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I suggesting that... um... That, uh, was it at the beginning where they say about it's got uh, the house is, where they said they've got 75 murders in there and uh, it's like a mass grave uh, of decomposing bodies like in the house and uh, there's like heads used, people's heads used as ornaments and decomposed parts of bodies sort of scattered around the whole house yeah, yeah. Well, then they show, you know, a woman in a cage and Otis laying with a woman that you're not really sure whether she's already dead. Yeah, I I, I sort of seem to think she was. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, he was just laying there sort of, oh, I don't know. <laughs> like we said, a bit disturbing. Yeah, sort of like, just sort of, oh, I suppose he was sort of like hugging her or whatever it was, or sort of just laying in the bed with her, as you do. Right. Just not generally with dead ones. Not really. Yeah, they're not not as exciting. Not to mention all the... uh, She was covered in blood. Yeah. Mm. Well, the allusion to some of the extreme sadism there, I think. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it was a a promising start to the film. (laughs) I thought, look, no, it's quite good. Yeah. Well, like I said, it's very graphic, but it's also artistic in its own way. 
And I think it kind of does set that whole tone because it kind of goes from there. Then you kind of go back to see where it all started, really, <laughs> with that. Um, and all the camera angles are brilliant. I mean, I've, I've never really sort of like watched a film thinking I might need to talk about this. But all the, the way it's shot is really good as well. It's like sort of creepy. I don't know. Just Just on the opening bit, I mean, as well, you know. It's just, um, yeah, it's it's very well shot. <laughs> Could you explain that better? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I summarized that basically with artistic, so you probably artistic. did a better job. Yeah, very artistic. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and it's, it is demented and dark, but I think because of the way it's shot, yeah, it's kind of great and beautiful in its own way. Um, and I think the characters i mean each one of them really has their own personality and it kind of shows throughout the movie where a lot of more mainstream film you know the characters just kind of blend in or are similar even if you know they're all criminals or all whatever where yeah yeah you know yeah i mean it's the uh the, the the dad of the family who's the clown yeah yeah captain spaulding yeah yeah now, that, that was what that was the part that confused me because I'm thinking to myself because he was watching um it might be later on but he was watching an a an a TV advertisement where he's on it yeah yeah and it's advertising his services yeah and in the first film I think they go into more detail what these services would have been yeah yeah Is that right. Yeah, well, it's just, yeah, he kind of runs his own... I don't think he was doing children's parties, was he? No, definitely not. (laughs) (laughs) What was your first clue? Um, (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, though, the scene with the little kid later on is great, when he's like, are you scared of clowns? And he's like, no. He's like, you better be fucking scared. (laughs) Like, when I come back here... You better fucking hate clowns. <laughs> so, and I yeah, think I, I was just thinking about yeah, children's parties. I'm sure I've never had a clown like that that my kids' parties like. You know, can you imagine if that turned up at your party? Oh, you'd be like, nope, that's okay. Party's cancelled. Don't need you. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to that clown? Um. What an ugly ugly looking clown as well, isn't he? Eh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just grotesque. The teeth alone. Yeah, oh, exactly. It's like, if that don't give you nightmares, nothing will. (laughs) And they say the Brits have bad teeth. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But I I like the way they introed him in this movie as well, too, though, with the the dream about the clown sex. Oh, that was excellent. (laughs) It's like, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> you know? what say? Is that where he, and then he wakes up, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah so, so he's having so he's having sex with this. Uh, I'm assuming she was a hooker or something, but right. whoever she so was, she did look vaguely like his ex-wife character. Yeah. Maybe. Anyway. Yeah. But well, well, so he's having sex with her, and then uh, when that all comes to a climax, so he says, uh. What's he say? Oh, you're down. What is it? I might have to 
uh, you'll have to pay me or something like that, won't it? Yeah, and you'll have to pay me. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. And she said, what do you think? I'm a hooker or something like that, won't it? And then she gets the gun out and stuffs it into his mouth and sort of, he starts sort of like, uh, saying, oh, I didn't mean it. I'm sorry or whatever. Something along those lines. Right, like very, ha ha, I'm a clown. Yeah, like. yeah. <laughs> But then, uh, then he comes out of his dream, and, uh, like, he sits up, like, sweating and out of his dream, and then laying next to him is, uh, another young lady. (laughs) (laughs) One that's, um, slightly more overweight and pretty, I guess we would call it trailer trashy, um. Yeah, yeah. She, she's like four times the size of the girl in his dreams. Yeah. And uh, she said, to her, what did she say? Um, how, how was the dream or something like that, was it? Yeah. And he says, was the dream good? And he went 50-50, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, come on, I want some love. And he's like, nope, got to go. <laughs> Leave me alone, woman. <laughs> yeah, I did like that when he come out in the dream, like 50-50, like it's like, yeah, it was great sex, but sort of turned out he was going to sort of have a bullet in his head or something, wasn't it, at the end? Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, like I said, I thought that was a good intro in the film as well, and quite the contrast. I think it's good. There's a lot of bits that they do where it's not what you expect. You know, yeah. like, so you're thinking you're watching him have sex, and it's like, oh, it's just a dream, and reality is totally different. Um, but I think it tries to kind of mix a little bit of that kind of fantasy and reality. And I think you even see it, like, with the cop character, because, you know, obviously there's some themes here of, you know, good and evil and a bit yeah. of religion tied yeah. in there as well. But... um you know, in the end, you know, the cop is, you know, initially seen as kind of, I guess, the very religious, very, up, you know, he's upholding the law yeah, and um, very righteous individual. And, you know, in dealing with all of this kind of twisted, demented um, family, along with his own personal history of the family, mm-hmm. um, you know, it kind of shows how that can twist him as well. Yeah, some of it rubs off into him. Yeah. Yeah. To the point where, yeah, obviously, eventually, he doesn't give a shit either. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He takes the law into his own hands. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and... You know, I'm just trying to get through all, you know, a good chunk of the characters. Obviously, Otis and Baby are brother and sister, and they're both kind of, yeah, sick in their own ways. I mean, Otis is obviously, like, very sadistic and very a, a bit dry um, in yeah. terms of humor. <laughs> um, and he's a bit serious, where, you know, Baby is playful and attractive, but just as fucked up like when they held um kind yeah, of... she, I mean she brings the colour to the 
you know, with their dark. I mean, she is dark, but she's they are very dark. But she brings the colour to the film, I suppose, with the with the pretty looks and the you know the nice smile and all of that. But but deep down, she's just as uh, twisted as the others. Right, like she likes to play games and she likes to, you know, like when they were holding the individuals hostage and, you know, she's either dancing in front of them very provocatively, you know, then passing them off to her brother, um, who's quite sadistic, you know, or when she's with the women and, you know, she's like, oh, you want to pee? Okay, let's play a game, you know, (laughs) she's like, come on, don't we want to have fun? And, <laughs> yeah, she definitely brings a bit more color to it, a bit more, yes, party, <laughs> party or party yeah. girl, if um, committing mass murders could be considered a party, but... She's definitely the party girl. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, you have them, and then, I guess, probably the one you see the least of, really, is their, is their mama, Um probably because she gets incarcerated right off the bat, but you can tell, like, I don't know, I want to think, you know, one day a long time ago, you know, she was like Baby, where she was very attractive and um, yeah. playful, and and just that, just when she's interacting with the, uh, <laughs> with the police officer all the time, or the sheriff, you know. <laughs> yeah. they, need to, they need to make the, uh, the prequel, or whatever it is, you know, um, them growing up in their sadistic family, you know? Yeah, like, how does it get to that point where the whole family's like that and that's just normal? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ripping the dolls' heads off and... Uh, there would definitely up, be some... Arms and, yeah, and killing of animals. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So they kidnap... Well, not kidnapped, but they hold hold up basically a, a a band that's on tour, a sort of country and western band, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. In this sort of motel, so they so they end up sort of putting them all into this room, and uh, and yeah, and making them do things, making the the older woman there doing some dancing and uh, yeah sort of putting on a little strip show in front of all her bandmates and the other guys. Uh, I think this is before the clown turns up, isn't it? Yeah, they're waiting for him to show up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they've called to let him know that they're in deep shit. Mm. But this band just happened to be in their hangout spot, so they had to clear that place out. Um. But yeah, they did definitely. I think that's part, even though it wasn't, um, I guess, as graphically violent, there was it at times. <laughs> but I mean, he ta- the um, Otis takes a bit of a hiding, doesn't he? Yeah. It gets a bit of a hiding from the two when he takes them out, supposedly, uh, supposedly to look for guns that is uh, buried or something, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And then the guys had the guts to try to overtake him at that point. Yeah. And he did take, he took quite a battering. But he, kept he came going. out of it. Yeah. He came out of it, surprisingly. And, uh, and he turned it round. 
Yeah, that was a bit hard to watch. I don't know if it was for you as well. That kind of. Um, yeah, it was a it was a bit gruesome. Yeah, the end result of that. Yeah, was definitely gruesome. Where I don't want to say all oh, the women didn't have it as bad, but you know <laughs> they were just kind of chilling in the room. Yeah, which still wouldn't be very much fun. No, no. Um, but yeah, so you know, eventually they um they kind of do away with everyone there, so they're out of the way, no witnesses. Um. And by this point, Captain Spaulding, their dad, has arrived. And, um, yeah, they decide to uh, go hide out at Charlie's place, which is like a huge brothel in the middle of nowhere, from what I could tell. Yeah, yeah. And they were all a bit obsessed with chicken fuckers. Like, I noticed that was a huge theme as well, randomly. Yeah. What did you say? Cut the head off the chicken and then basically start having sex with a chicken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I ain't saying um, that I do. Yeah. But it'll be a good ride. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> yeah. You're saying I'm a chicken fucker or something, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I ain't you no chicken better. fucker. That's it. You've got the better accent. <laughs> <laughs> it's closer. It's closer. It's close. If we were it's doing a... If we were doing a British film, then you'd be much closer. Or even an Irish film probably would be a good analogy, I guess. Not that Ireland is the south of England, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and even then, I bet your Irish accent's better than mine. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> My accent gets a little funny when I come over, actually. I think it's because, like, I lived a year in New Zealand um, so I picked up a bit of an accent, but it's, it's there, but, and it's different, but it's not right. So <laughs> I don't think I can Ooh. do one of those accents. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to attempt a, an Irish accent then, but I won't because it probably could sound French or something. You know? <laughs> yeah. I'm here. I'm horrible. If I try not to do it and just say it, sometimes I'm okay. Uh, or certain words. Yeah, mine have come out across between French and West Indian. <laughs> and, that's, and that's basically like for most of my accents. <laughs> yeah, I can I can do Southern US kind of. But, yeah. <laughs> I might have done one for a different podcast that wanted me to just record um, like one or two lines, but yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Cause to me, it just kind of feels like, obviously this is kind of set more in the desert. So it's obviously the Southern U S somewhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Roxville, was it Roxville? Rock. Is that a place? Um, it sounds familiar. I mean, it could have been, you know, the name there. I feel yeah. like it might have been like in Texas, right? Yeah, I yeah I seem to think it was Texas. Yeah, because you know at the end they're kind of trying to make a run for the border as well, so that would make sense. What did you think about the music in it? You know, now that you say Not, that, did you know? Did you notice it? I was gonna say it's it's one of the shows I didn't actually notice it. 
So I don't know what that says about it. Maybe I was just paying more attention to what what was going on. But normally the kind of the score or the soundtrack is something I notice right away. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah, um, you're at, so, oh, I'm trying to bloody think now. It was a uh, well, the the most obvious one was the last was the final uh, the outro of the film, which was a uh, free bird when I yes, Leonard Skinner. Yeah. That was awesome. But um but that's at the end, isn't it? It's at the very, very end, yeah. But, um So where are we on the film now? <laughs> uh well we're headed to Charlie's. Charlie's place. Yeah. Which I mean, to me I felt like that part of the film I mean, except for giving the sheriff time to assemble people really didn't have much more of a purpose than that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. If I had any critique of the film, I think that would be it, because you were just like, oh, okay, they're just going to, you know, party and do coke and have hookers, and meanwhile the sheriff's assembling his... His merry men. Through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then... Yeah, that's where you can kind of tell as well that the sheriff's starting to lose it. You know, he's like, nope, I've had enough. He had a dream, and this dream was enough that mm. he felt that he had his own mission, which is kind of schizophrenic in its own way. Like, it's very delusional. <laughs> he kind of had a break with reality. Um, I yeah, also- so, so he rounds up basically... He, the the who's the uh, the fella that runs the brothel? Charlie. So makes, Char, sorry, yeah. So yeah. he makes Charlie get all the all these people together, or the uh, the Firefly family, isn't it? Yeah. They're called. So he gets them all together, so he can uh, start to take his sort of revenge on them, I suppose, as well. As I suppose the idea is to arrest them, but uh, that's never going to happen, really, is it? No, they're never going down without a fight. No. You know, which you kind of know from the first scene yeah, of the yeah. film. Yeah. Um, but he does try to do his best, you know, he makes sure it's the end of the night, they're all drunk, <laughs> nearly passed out. Um, but I couldn't believe, you know, in a way, that Charlie would sell him out like that. No. No, I... I found that a bit. Uh, it, it was too easy, wasn't it? Really. Right. It's just like, hey, I'm going to throw out this little threat to you. Yeah. And if you don't do it, there'll be consequences. Yeah. I yeah, I didn't really buy that either. No, I didn't. It was uh, yeah, it was too. It was just. It was too easy. It's a good film, but I I think that middle part there. I suppose that was sort of towards the middle. E. Yeah. Oh, uh, it was. Yeah, it 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 lost it a bit in in that part for me. Yeah, yeah, like I said, yeah, it's just kind of organizing the things, and not all of them were entirely believable, such as Charlie selling them out. I mean, I don't know. I I just pictured he would have been like, no, fuck you, fuck you, you know. <laughs> That's yeah, not no, gonna happen. no, yeah. it's not. It wouldn't have happened. You know, and if if there was threats from that sheriff, then you fucking up and leave and start your brothel in another co- county. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah, no. 
Adventureland or whatever the fuck it's called. Um, Frontier. But in this one, he yeah. gets them all together, and so they've all uh, they've all out their heads with uh, booze and drugs and and whatever else and women. Yeah. And uh, what happens? Oh, they, and then so this uh, Charlie's men start sort of rounding them up, don't they? Literally rounding them up, dragging them out, throwing them through the windows, and was it Otis comes through the window, doesn't he? Yeah. Gets thrown out. Um, yeah, and I was that too. I again, I mean, obviously it was pretty violent, but I felt like they kind of didn't really fight as much. Like, they just kind of hurtled them out and yeah. took them away, unless they just felt they were outnumbered, but it didn't really seem to stop them before. No. So. And Baby was in a shower. Yep. The the clown was a, basically a sitting duck there, wasn't he? Yeah. He, he... was uh, having having a little snort. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the, the, uh, the cop or the sheriff just... Strolls in there, helps himself to a drink, and then the guy turns around and sees it's him, doesn't he? Yeah. But again, he didn't really put up much for. No, he was just like, oh shit. Oh. Yeah, so it's kind of like, oh. Which, you know, that's. I guess at that point is when it kind of, you know, picks up then towards the end and kind of the climax of the film. Um, because now you're like, well, he has them, and he's got this need for revenge, but. You know, what the fuck is he going to do? And, you know, so he actually brought him back to their house, to their yeah. ranch. Yeah. So they're all, they're tied up. Well, there's the, the dad and the son and the daughter are tied up. Yeah. On their chairs. And this is where it gets quite, well, it, this is where the copper gets quite sick, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. This is where you're like, oh, he's fucking lost it. Like, yeah. <laughs> And he start. He's, I believe it's a staple gun that he's got, isn't it? Yes. So, it's, so there's like th- this family have kept like a photo albums of all, all their dead people and stuff, and they they're all along the way they've taken photos and it's scrapbooking for murderers, sc- scrapbooks and whatever. Yeah. And so so he starts sta- stapling these pictures to the to the three of them to their chest and whatever else. Right, and they're still just like, oh, yeah, she was fucking amazing. Uh, you know, like, I fucked her long after she was dead. And you're like, oh, man. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Um, you know, but and that's where it, even baby, you see that. Oh, Yeah, God. and then he's got uh, his uh, taser stick, whatever, his baton, you know, the yeah. ta- with the electric probe or whatever it is. The cattle probe, isn't it? Yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure it was a cattle prod. Yeah, ca- yeah, cattle prod. And uh, so it's like not, so if the stapling, I mean, the staples, are, I suppose, are not going to hurt them that much. But he start, he, he does give them, a, give them a few whacks, doesn't he? And then he, and then he gives them the old electric prod. Yep. So, uh, I mean, if that, you know, after that, you're going to be pretty well done in after he'd finished with him there. But that wasn't enough, was it? No. I think the next part's the worst. <laughs> well, he lets Baby go. Yeah. Doesn't he? He releases her so so that he can go on the hunt again after her, I assume. Yeah. So that she can... 
so that they can know what it's like to have someone hunt someone you love. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that was... That was pretty intense as well. Um, but before that, too, you know, he nails Otis's hands down to the chair. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was a bit hard for me to watch, <laughs> just because you think about how much that would fucking hurt. Yeah, yeah. Um, Not to mention the loss of blood. <laughs> yes. Well, and, you know, now that you mention that, that is and another thing to me. Yeah. <laughs> Right? I was like, that is another thing to me that I didn't quite get is like, I don't think they were nearly lethargic enough after everything that happened to no. them. No. <laughs> I mean, personally, the stapling would have had, would have done me in, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, <right. laughs> you know, stapling like, a paper cut, maybe. Yeah, yeah, paper cut, and, and you know, a, a few prods with this cattle thing. Uh, and then a few whacks around the head and legs and whatever else. I mean, most people would be done in by that, wouldn't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They'd be passed out just in terms of the pain and the yeah. shock to the system. But then it heats up even more, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you mean when he douses everything with gasoline and lights it on fire? Yeah. Yeah. I really thought the first time I watched it that that's how it was going to end. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You, well, there's no going back from that, is there? There's no. no getting it. There's no. There's no way you'd you'd get out of it. I I like say so you're nailed to a chair. Not only tied to a chair, but you're nailed to a chair. The others were tied. Uh, the other fella, uh, the clown, was tied to the chair. Uh, the young ladies escaped. Yep. And uh, but then old uh, I can't remember his name now. Yeah? Tiny. Is he tiny? So he comes out from nowhere. And you're like, oh, yeah, there was another one, wasn't there? (laughs) (laughs) He's just been waiting patiently in the the woods. He's waiting for him to come back. So so the whole place is ablaze. They're sitting there with all their injuries, and now they're uh, smoke inhalation. Yep. uh, not, Not to mention the heat. Uh, and uh, Tiny walks walks straight into the room with his pretty face and yeah. uh, and releases him. Oh, he, I like it how he takes uh, the nails come out as well, isn't it? Yeah. Does he pull them out? It, it, I'm sure he pulls the nails out. Yeah. The guy's hands. Yeah. That was, an, that was another uh, stomach-churning moment. Yeah, well, that would be a lot of blood. Yeah. I'm like, look. But yeah, so he rescues them, and then, you know, they say goodbye, and he just walks back into the house, into the burning house. Mm-hmm. Um was interesting. Yeah, who, sorry, who walked back into the burning house? Tiny. Oh, did he walk back in? Yeah. If I remember right, he walked back into the house. They're like waving goodbye, and he waves goodbye. And they're like, are you sure? And he nods his head yes. And then he walks back into the house. Okay, yes, I must have missed that bit. (laughs) (laughs) You were still recovering from them just getting out of the house. 
I was still behind the sofa <laughs> with my hands over my eyes. Yeah. Then you're like, is it safe? Oh, and then all of a sudden they're in a car. You're like, it must be safe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, yeah. obviously, because um, why this uh, sheriff's on the hunt, isn't he, for uh, for baby? Mm-hmm. Because um, he's after her with an axe at first, isn't he? Yeah. Chased, no, this is me while the fire's going on in the house. But he gets cl- he gets clumped. Is that tiny that clumps him, isn't it? Yeah. Sheriff. So yeah, gets... because you think for sure he's got baby. Yeah. She's not going anywhere. Yeah. And that's who clubs him. Yeah. And I don't want to jump, but I also suddenly thought in terms of graphic. When we talked about the band that they encountered early in the film... They also had that scene with um, the poor girlfriend or fiancé that was left that they covered in her fiancé's face. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the cleaning oh, that... lady finds her. That was fucking horrible. Yeah. That oh. was an homage to another film, though, as well. I'm almost, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so he, but yeah, he basically skins the the face and then uses it as a mask to put on the other one yeah yeah that was pretty uh that was pretty nasty pretty gruesome um but um you know now that we've at least summarized most of their crimes we witnessed in the film you know it comes to the end and um i don't know how otis could have even driven with his hands no no and he looked pretty he didn't i mean he looked pretty relaxed didn't he yeah I mean, like for for someone that looks like that, he he looked pretty chilled, really. Yeah. Someone that's just, just been nailed to a chair. I mean, you you might have thought his hands might be throbbing a little bit, wouldn't you? Yeah, uh, and to be able to close your fingers and have it throb even more, I don't. I don't know jump, about that, Otis. <laughs> so so you've got Otis in the front of this open top car. Yeah. Ba- baby and her dad, the clown. Uh, in the back seat, it looked like they were sort of on a on a jolly day out in, wasn't it? <laughs> they were on holiday. <laughs> on a holiday, yeah. <laughs> on a bloody traumatic yeah. holiday. <laughs> yeah, they were. They, they was all very bloody. But yeah. this is where uh, Leonard Skinner comes in, isn't it? Yes, it is. <laughs> I did like that kind of slow preparation for like the final. Showdown, because at that point you knew it was going to be. You're like, there's no way. Like, yeah, they so shouldn't have lived the, through that. They've yeah. hit the the open roads now, sort of through some mountains, and it all looks quite scenic. And you think, oh yeah, they're just going to drive off into the sunset. Although you probably know they're not going to, but they're driving off sort of into the sunset. Nice open road. And then a little bit further down the line, there's a there's a roadblock. Yeah. And they stop their car as well, don't they? They do. Quite yeah. a distance away. To, uh, I'd imagine, load up their guns and uh, get ready for the final shootout. Yeah. Which, again, with the Leonard Skinner and the way it was shot, was 
you know, I don't want to keep saying artistic, but you know, like it, I like the way that, that, that was shot. And I think it had a lot more impact the way it was shot. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it had little montages as well, didn't it? Going back. Yes. To their memories. Sort of, to their sort of, their happy times. You sort of, you do, you sort of feel sorry for them in a way. Do you, do you think or not? Yeah, I mean, I think because you've gotten to know them so well and know, I think the thing you feel bad for might not be them, it's necessarily, but it's like the recognition of how closely that they all loved each other and took care of each other. So, you know, you kind of, you were sad about that bond and then, yeah, kind of the death mm. of that bond and all of them. I guess in a way staying bonded together by um dying together but but yeah you do kind of feel for that that yeah, loss so they, in the sense so they have these little sort of montages of little video clips of the the family enjoying themselves you know in their in their sort of in their happier well it, there was always sick and twisted but in their sort of happy times and uh and then they stopped the car and all the while, it's uh, what's the song called now? Um, Freebird. Freebird's playing, and so it sort of builds up to the uh, the last uh, guitar solo, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Of the song, and then uh, they they start heading for the for the blockade at full speed. So it, obviously they're driving at full speed, but then you've got sort of slow motion clips of them shooting. Uh, the cops behind their cars shooting. People getting hit. People getting hit. Taking the hits. And uh, it's almost like they almost got the feeling that they was enjoying getting hit as well. Well, you kind of wonder. I mean, I guess I want to, I shouldn't stereotype, but, you know, obviously they were a bit, sadistic themselves maybe they were yeah. a bit masochistic at the same time yeah they was like relishing in... <laughs> right <laughs> like that was the only way they would have wanted to go yeah you know yeah yeah because they were even still kind of smiling and looking at each other lovingly as yeah. they're <laughs> as the bullocks yeah or... flesh exactly <laughs> <laughs> this is the greatest time together I love you. I love you too. It's, you, know, like, you know, just looking at each other that way. Yeah. I thought it was a, a fairly good ending. Don't yeah. I don't think you could have expected any more from that ending, really. Uh, and a great track to go out with as well. Yeah. Yeah, that is a good song. So, yeah, so that's kind of the film. Um so overall, obviously, you you like the film then? I did. Uh, I'm I'm not really into I'm not really into blood and gore films, if I'm honest. You know, it's not uh, it's not my first choice, but I'm really glad I've seen it. It was a good film, and I will be now going to look for the to for some more of this. Uh, Rob what's his Zombie. Name? Rob yeah, Zombie. definitely. Yeah, zombies. Uh, zombies. Other films in his collection. Yeah, because obviously you've got the House of a Thousand Corpses, and then um, if you like Halloween, he did a Halloween kind of remix as well, um, 
which again people tend to either love his treatment of it or hate his treatment of it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I feel he does have a very distinctive style. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I kind of I don't know, I would find this movie hard to hate. I mean, unless like I said you were disturbed by some of the the scenes, I could see people not liking it, but um personally I kind of have an appreciation for it. Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh it's well worth seeing, I think. If yeah. you don't mind a bit of blood and guts and gore. Right. And it's on Netflix right now, which is Yeah, yeah. Good as well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you can find it other places as well because they don't pay me to say that, but um, <laughs> but it did make it get easy to find. So yeah. well, maybe with that we'll take a short break and we'll come back and talk sexting. I'm not sure if you're expecting me to give exact, exact examples of no. sexting. No. <laughs> you're not just going to read them off your phone? <laughs> yeah. But uh, there's none on there, actually. But uh... <laughs> Well, maybe now that they're on a holiday, you know, you'll get lonely and you guys could, t- you could sext. But, uh, well... <laughs> Sorry. I'll, no, I'll, I was going to go, I was going to say about that, but uh, she'd probably say, like, so have you put that shelf up yet? <laughs> so, 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 babe, what are you wearing tonight? <laughs> uh, I'm just wearing, I'm just wearing the uh, Jimmy, my jam, Jim jams or whatever, you know. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, have you put the shelf up yet? And, right. Uh, did you put the Did you put the trash out? <laughs> How are the kittens doing? <laughs> How are the kittens doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, how's your kitten doing? Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> She's like, they're all with you. Um, Would you like me to stroke the kittens? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's about as dirty as it's going to get, right? <laughs> no. but, yeah. But I did, I, I've got a, a story that it was in the early days of uh, texting. Because I can remember having mobile phones. And it, I suppose it had a text capability, but you always, I always wondered what the, why it had letters on the mobile phone, you know? Because mm-hmm. you couldn't text. But it obviously had the capability of doing it. But, uh, but anyway, shortly after, when texting sort of first came out, I was texting my girlfriend. And uh, that, that got a little bit uh, naughty, let's say, our texts, like, you know? Yeah. But then, but then so when we did meet... Uh, we um, walked through the golf. I met her at the station, and we walked uh, at a nice sort of hand in hand stroll through the golf course. And we ended up on one of the uh, sort of golf tees, and we ended up having sex there. And so this is all after the te- after the sexting. But the funniest thing happened. Like I I heard that after we'd finished, like I heard this. Uh, this guy shouting out for the dog, you know, and uh, we're called a dog Jasper or whatever, Spot. Yeah. Saying, Here, here's Spot, here's Spot. And I'm thinking, Spot, I've got a dog called Spot. <laughs> <laughs> and 
the next minute, like me and my girlfriend are sort of laying there, we're we're decent by now. But the next minute, my dad comes along. <laughs> oh, Shut with the yeah, it's a true story. My dad comes along and shouting, you know, for the dog. And he goes, "Oh, hello! <laughs> what are you doing here?" But they're true stories. Like if it had been about three minutes earlier, right? They would have uh, the dog and the dog and dad would have seen a bit more than uh, you know than they had thought they was going to see. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) On a golf course, right? (laughs) But uh, yeah, I I suppose I've had. a couple of experiences like that where it's ended up where it started off with a few sexy texties or whatever we call them sex uh, text right sex what sex. do they call sex sex yeah <laughs> with the t- sex yeah on the end yes uh yeah so uh yeah and the other one didn't get caught <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean I'm not gonna lie. I've definitely, uh, I've definitely sexted before. Um, I've also definitely sent like um, exchanged pictures and things before. Um, you know, obviously more uh, current day where you know we've got everything integrated. You know, it's like cameras and texting yeah. and and everything like that. Um, but yeah, it's interesting because you know some people are really into it and some people aren't. But I think part of my, I don't want to say part of my problem or part of the reason probably that I have ended up doing that um, a bit is, you know, a lot of people that I've gotten to know are at at a distance from me, not necessarily locally. Because if you're local, you're, for the most part, you know, you're going to just talk or hang out. Mm -hmm. Um, You might in between hanging out be like, oh, hey, you know. Yeah. Um, But, you know, when you're either a couple hundred or a couple thousand miles away, it's a little bit different. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely, I mean, I think it's fine. I think it's fun um, and all that. Uh, I know we did get a couple listener answers as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, which Hunter Block said, sexting is awesome. And yes, you can quote me on that. Um, I just did. So uh, <laughs> here you go. Hunter is into sexting. Um, as it sounds like many of us are. <laughs> so who do we have next? Well, we've got Sean, and he says, it's a bit of a longer one, I have sexted with a few different women over the years with various results. I've had some great experiences that have enhanced the sex with some women and some experiences that just fell flat. I really think it depends on the person you are sexting and how into it they are, uh, into it they want to get it can be a great way to talk about fantasies or even set the mood for later that day i can say i don't ask to be sent pics nor have i just sent a dick pic without consent or being asked yeah probably <laughs> probably for the best yeah. it's probably for the best yeah you just randomly send a dick pic but uh uh if she wants to send me her pics I want that to be her idea, not me begging and pleading. Overall, sexting can be a great part of your sex life if you're both really into it. 
Yeah, I, I suppose, yeah, you, it, it helps if you're both into it. But uh, I suppose the other one can be uh, sort of uh, talked into it. I was going to say, I feel like if, I don't know, maybe correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like if most women would start sexting a guy they're interested, most guys would be like, okay, yeah, yeah. like I can yeah. go along with this. I don't think it would take much encouragement for to get the guys into it anyway. Yeah. I think uh, women were a little bit harder sometimes. But, um, yeah, <laughs> the begging and pleading, that's also a good note, guys. Um, <laughs> no woman wants you to start out a conversation with like, hey, can I have a pick? <sighs> no, you can't, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please. But only because you asked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, and then we have from Twitter at it's terrific, absolutely yay to sexting. It's another theoretically safe way to explore your sexuality with someone. I think you can learn about what your partner may want through the process and you wouldn't have otherwise. Sexting is another form of communication. There can never be enough communication in a relationship. So obviously sounds like they enjoy some sexting as well. Yeah, and it, I suppose it can be a learning experience. Uh, yeah. You think, you what? Did you really ask that? Or... <laughs> right. <laughs> That's what I was thinking, too, when it's like what the your partner may want. That could be a good or a bad thing. Like, you could be like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I want you to fucking do that. You know, or it could be like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, what? What the fuck? What? No, no. Are you serious? <laughs> then they're all embarrassed. And they're like, no, I was just joking. Huh? Yeah, of course. Huh? Yeah. Huh? I wouldn't really do that. I want you to do that. <laughs> Who does that anyway? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, I want to thank all of my listeners for your answers this episode. And, um, yeah, normally I come out with the question for next episode. However... Um, next month, so August, there will not be an episode, uh, mostly because I'm going to England for two weeks, which should be a lot of fun. And, um, when we come back from that, I'm actually planning on playing around with a little bit different format for the second half. So, you know, I'm kind of looking for short stories or skits, um, just kind of short bits. They can even be, I suppose, Really, it could be poetry or, yeah, just um, a little something fun. Either uh, I would take horror, horror genre, sci-fi genre, um, and also, obviously, the sexual genre would be fine as well. So if anybody has anything that they'd like on the show that um, is somewhat short in nature, um, yeah, you can feel free to email that or talk to me at screamsandmoans at gmail.com. And with that, I'd like to thank Stu for coming on the show today. Thank you, Megan. It's been good. And um, if people want to hear more of you um, or get in touch with you kind of through social media, where would be a good place to do that? Well, I am on the old Twitter. I think I'm uh, Choo Choo. What am I? Um, I think Choo Choo underscore Stu. And also on the Facebook as Choo Stu at the moment. Yeah, the Facebook censors got to you. I did, yeah. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, obviously, they can also listen to the Cave Crew Radio. They can, indeed. 
every Wednesday night. All right. I know you've become a bit of a regular on that show. So Yeah, I've done a fair few uh, bits with uh, with the guys there at Cave Crew. So it's every Wednesday. It's on iTunes and all your old pod. Everywhere you can get the podcasts, you can uh, you can find the Cave Crew. All right. And as usual, you can get in touch with me um, on Twitter at Screams and Moans. And we also have a Facebook page, which is the Facebook address slash Screams and Moans. Uh, so with that, I hope everyone has enjoyed listening and we'll be back in September. So have a good one. Bye.